Welcome to the ADHD Fempreneur Podcast, where we unleash the power of the ADHD entrepreneurial mind. I'm Kerry Fitzgibbon. Ladies, let's turn your superpower into success. Welcome to episode six of the ADHD Fempreneur. Today, we're going to be talking about ADHD medication for fempreneurs. Should you medicate or should you not? That is the question. Now, first, I want to start off with a full disclosure. I am not medically qualified to be giving you advice about medication and whether you should take it or not. Not medically qualified. All right. So um, at any stage, you need to uh, go see a healthcare provider to find out more information or to find out if it's right for you. Okay. This is just based on research and my own experience as an ADHD fempreneur and what I've been going through as well. Okay, so that's full disclosure. I can't medically give you this advice, but I can tell you my story and a little bit about the medications, what I've learned along the way, and hopefully it will help you to be able to decide, is that a path that you need to go down or is it not? Okay, now the other thing I find is that medication can be a really, really touchy subject especially ADHD medication. Um, Some people are absolutely completely opposed to it. They believe that, you know, you don't need to be medicated. There are other ways. And then there's other people that are open to exploring. I am open to exploring, which is why I want to talk about this today. Because typically, to be honest, I have been more of a a natural person throughout my life. So, uh, you know, if I get sick, I don't tend to go seek medical advice. I would rather go and see a naturopath and see whether I can heal naturally. That's, that's, that's typical, my typical stance on things. Um, However, when it came to medication with ADHD, I was initially uh, very skeptical. Because, again, I was like, well, maybe there's other things that you can do. Uh, So I want to share the pros and cons, my experience, um, so that it might be able to help other ADHD fempreneurs like yourself make that decision. Now, firstly, I just want to also touch on this as well, is that a lot of people out there are probably maybe not getting properly diagnosed. Um, Getting diagnosed with ADHD is quite a big exercise and it doesn't happen overnight. So by rights, if you've just gone to your doctor and your doctor's like, oh, done a quiz with you, which is fine. That's one of the times where you can sort of go, okay, maybe I do take a quiz uh, and find out that, you know, whether you maybe had the tendencies to be ADHD or not. In fact, I've got a a quiz uh, It's uh, and I'll leave a link in in the show notes, but go if you if you're looking at getting diagnosed and uh, and and thinking about doing medication, then it is a process. In whatever country you're in, it is a process. And um, what I've been sort of I guess observing a little bit uh, over the since I was diagnosed about you know eight, less than a year ago, I've only been diagnosed in the last eight months, and I've hyper focused on this sort of thing. Is that some doctors are actually doing it without the test, just saying, oh, yeah, you probably got ADHD. And some may be handing out medication when they may or may not have, right? Again, just observations, uh, you know, full disclosure, this is just my opinion. Now, a lot of people said to me, why did you get diagnosed, Kerry? You know, what benefits has it, you know, have you had from getting diagnosed later in life? Because obviously I've gone my entire life with ADHD, all the pros and cons and whatever else. What were the benefits 
to getting diagnosed? Well, one of the benefits was A, I have now tools and resources knowing exactly what it is uh, and how I can help you know, myself. Uh, B, it's an explanation for other people around me, my loved ones and family and friends and so on. And C, it was meant that I could have access to medication to see whether it could help. But taking medication uh, is not a, a one and done. It may be for some, but there is lots of different types of ADHD medication out there and it can get really, really overwhelming. So let me just try and cover it for you the best I can. Um, and I've got a few notes and I've done a bit of research and so on. So I will be, you know, uh, referring to, to some of the more medical terms best as possible. Uh, and please note that uh, my pronunciation on some of this stuff might not be the best. <laughs> it's just the way it is. I'm sure you understand and you can go do some research yourself as well. All right. So as we know, as an ADHD fempreneur, there are certain things that we have problems with in business, including time management, focus, uh, um, distractibility, uh, um, imposter syndrome, uh, burnout, and so on. That's just to name a few of the problems that we have. But the key ones, I guess, that uh, that the, the medication are said to help uh, well, pretty much all of them, but um, what I found, it really helped with uh, focus and being able to focus on all tasks, not just the exciting ones, a little bit of time management and self-esteem. It really did help a lot with self-esteem. So let me um, jump into how the medication actually helps. So first of all, there is uh, two different types of medication. We have stimulants and non-stimulants. Stimulants. So how the medication is meant to help us is it's meant to increase our dopamine levels. So these are the feelings of, you know, uh, happiness. Dopamine levels, um, you know, make us feel ha more happy. And as ADHDs, we don't produce enough of it. And it's also meant to help with our alertness, the way we react to things and so on. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the, the, the second one, but you can go look it up yourself. And there's essentially two types. So you've got your stimulant and your non-stimulant. So your stimulant types of medication. So these include things like, you may have heard of this one before, Ritalin. Ritalin is a very, very popular one and it's one of the oldest ones out. It's what they used to give to kids mainly um, throughout the years. Uh, but Ritalin, Ritalin is classed as a stimulant. You have also uh, slow release and instant release ones. So Ritalin is classed as a instant. So there's two different ways you can take it. Okay. Now with each medication, there is a different dosage as well, right? So you not only have to go and seek your healthcare provider uh, and start your testing, and then you get tested for ADHD. And in Australia, it's three different tests and it can take quite some time and there's a waiting list. So a lot of people have to wait for the testing. Then once you've done that, then you've got to go and see someone who can actually prescribe the medication. And again, that's a waiting list as well. And I know around the world, this is a topic that there are waiting lists for people getting medication and getting help that way. So when you actually go and see someone who's talking about the medication, they'll tell you, right, there's Ritalin. So Ritalin is a, you know, you can take it in as lower doses, uh, probably a five mil, I don't know, a 10 mil, um, right up to quite a few more, all right, depending on. They usually start you on a low dosage, you know, five to 10 mils is typically what they would, the, the healthcare providers start people on. But again, you know, it's, it's all, it all depends. So, and Ritalin is what they call a four hour. So it lasts for four hours which is 
you know, great if you've got a specific task that you need to focus on um, and you're one of the ADHDs that has problems with sleeping, perhaps you want to do a, a four-hour one and they'll uh, talk to you about that. The one that's partnered with Ritalin is called Concerta and again a stimulant and Concerta is an, what they call an eight hour. So it's released over eight hours. So great for once they've tested one, they know all right, you're okay on that for four hours, let's extend it. So great for entrepreneurs that, uh, that you know, you need an eight hour day, um, you take it and then an hour later it, it kicks in uh, and then you can, you know, do your day and your focus and it can improve everything. Lift the dopamine levels and the other hormone levels that you need as well and make you more productive, make you more focused, make you have better, um, you know, uh, actually start to really feel how possibly a neurotypical person feels. So those are a couple of different types of stimulants there. And then there's the other one, Adderall and Vivance here in Australia. And I know there is a similar overseas. I think Vivance is called Lip, Lip, Lip something. Uh, you, go, you, you can you can Google that, or I can leave some uh, notes in the show notes. I'll leave. I'm gonna. We can, can cut that bit. Right. Um, so there's Adderall. We have Adderall, and we have Vivance, and there's lots of different um, ones around the world, but those are the two key ones in Australia. Um, and they are what we call, uh, especially Vivance. I know a little bit more about that because that's been the key one that I've been taking. It's a what they call a slow release. So again, it's a, an eight hour. But what it does, as opposed to some of the other ones, that you take it and it can sort of, I guess the easiest way I can describe it is dump dopamine in and then you charge on with that. What Vivance does is it has a, it's wrapped up in, in, a, in a molecule, so to speak, and it drip feeds the medication essentially throughout the day. So it means you don't get any specific sort of high or low. It's just gradual throughout the day. That's what it's meant to do. Okay. So We've got Ritalin, which is a four hour. We've got Concerta, which is an eight hour. We've got Adderall. I don't know a lot about Adderall. Um, I, I don't know anyone who's actually on Adderall uh, in Australia. Um, and then we've got Vivance. And Vivance is uh, a relatively new one from what I can gather. And you definitely have to be fully tested uh, and have, have a history of ADHD or a family history or a family uh, member who can actually uh, say that you perhaps had it as a child to be able to, to get five aunts, all right? So those are the stimulants. And then there's the non-stimulant medication. And it's one I know less about, but from what I have read about uh, non-stimulant med medications, they are better for people that perhaps have, you know, uh, poor sleep, maybe have got too agitated on the on the other medication, may have, you know, thoughts of um, suicide and whatever else. I believe the non-stimulant is better for that. But again, all this stuff is just the research I've done. And the main research I've done is on the stimulant stuff because that's what I'm on. And the interesting thing about it, when I was reading this stuff, it just defies the odds, right? They give ADHD people so attention hyperdeficiency disorder, right? They give a uh, hyperactive, they give us stimulants. Well, stimulants actually speed us up. But essentially what it does in the brain is it 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 doesn't. It has a, a counteractive effect. So if someone who doesn't have ADHD takes our medication, and some do, they use it, you know, as a as a party drug or whatever else, or you've got students that are using it for, you know, uh, to stay awake and so on. If you're non-ADHD, so you're neurotypical and you take the stimulant medication, well, it gives you quite the opposite effect of whether 
when you've got ADHD. So instead of making us completely high on this medication, it actually levels us out, helps us to get more focused, more confident, feel better, do those tasks that we are normally unable to do. So that's, that's, that's you know, like I said, my summary of it. So I want to share with you how this has worked for me with um, with ADHD and being a fempreneur and running my business and and just I guess recently being diagnosed with ADHD. So I've only been on the medication for uh, lucky of it six months now and the highs and lows of that. So that meant that I have run my business without any help, you know, as in medical help, uh, for twenty plus years before that. So what? changed for me and why I've gone down this path and then I'll share my experience with you is menopause, right? Hormonal changes can cause ADHD to symptoms to become worse. So typically that's why girls can pass through the system. Most people don't see that they've got ADHD as a child because girls and boys have different symptoms. And typically a girl can be really, really bright, can pass exams, can concentrate in school, be the, the, the and, and typically actually the top in the class, right, at everything. Because they're overcompensating is typically what happens. So girls would tend to daydream a bit, be a bit, people would say they're a bit um, flighty or scattered and whatnot, but not hyperactive. Whereas boys, you can tell, the hyperactive, right? So that's that's the difference. So where it changes is the hormonal changes. So when girls start to get their period is when it's more noticeable. But then it can sort of taper down a little bit until they're pregnant and hormone changes. And then again, perimenopause, menopause. So I have always had it, had the same issues throughout, but really wasn't the biggest, wasn't a big problem. Still managed to, you know, set up and um, run and uh, successfully several multi-million dollar businesses. But when I hit perimenopause, everything went to custard. And I was unable to focus for more than five minutes. And I was just really flustered and I couldn't string together thoughts and so on. So when I found out that my son possibly had ADHD and it's possibly hereditary, I decided to get diagnosed myself. So that's why. So when I got diagnosed, it took a long time for it to happen. And then they discussed medication with me. Now, one of the reasons why I decided to, 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 to go down that path is that, yes, there's other things you can do that are natural, and I'll talk about them soon. But the research out there says the medication is the most successful way to treat ADHD symptoms. And it's, you know, meant to be proven for, for years and years and years. So you can try other things, but this is the most successful, most safe. <laughs> and also it's not meant to be addictive, right? I'm just saying all this stuff because this is what I've read about it. So I did all the research and then I, I, I jumped in. When I first went and chatted to my healthcare provider about medication after being on a waiting list for ages and whatever else and why I decided to take it is I thought, all right, well, let's see. Something's got to help. Something has to get better and it's not. I exercise. I eat well. These are key things that you should be doing as well. And yet I, it's getting far worse. So they put me on um, Vivance, which is a stimulant, and it's the slow, slow release. So it drops bits of whatever it is throughout the day, okay? 
And the first time I took this medication, now I was on a 30 mil, so there's all sorts of different ones, um, but the 30 mil is pretty low dose and they started me on 30 mils once a day. Typically say, take it in the weekend first, see how you go. Um, and typical ADHDs were like, oh, if one works well, wonder what two will work like. No. <laughs> and I'll tell more on that in a minute, okay. So um, so I took my 30 mil Vivance and within an hour I was and I know a lot of um, ADHD women will tell you the same thing. The feeling when you it, it feels right was relief. My, you know, I get emotional because it was such a relief. I, oh, all of a sudden I was calm. I could focus. I felt like just whole again. I felt whole again. I'm like, oh, wow, is this what it feels like to be normal? <laughs> or neurotypical. And don't get me wrong, I love my ADHD brain, but it was just, it was a, such a relief to go, I found my solution. And then four days later, it stopped. And I'm like, huh. And once you've felt it, <laughs> it's hard to go back to sitting down, getting scattered, doing 101 things, blah, 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 blah. It's it's really difficult too. Okay. So I'd lost it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Still had my superpower, still could do stuff, but that feeling of taking that superpower and being able to put in focus and extreme focus, and that was like honestly being a superwoman. I was like, whoa, I've discovered what it's like to be Wonder Woman now, and I'm not looking back. So when it stopped working after three or four days, and I've heard this is very, very normal with medication because it takes a while to get it right. Everyone is individual. I was lost, and I'm like, oh. So... Unfortunately, also, um, especially over in, here in Australia, and again, overseas, I, I hear it's the same, you have to go on a wait list again. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got, to, I've got to wait and it's not working. So that's when I experimented on, well, okay, huh. So they've given me 30 mils. Okay, so if I've got 30 mils and it was working and now it's not, and maybe body's got used to it and I've done the research and possibly that's the case, all right, hmm. And they say, you know, you got to go back and ask for more or a higher millage, millage, higher, higher amount or don't. And I'm like, all oh, right, okay, what if I take two? What if I take two? Two 30 mils equals 60 mils. Maybe this will work. And I don't know whether it entirely does. Yes, it worked for a bit, but it wasn't, wasn't a solution. I'm like, oh, okay. And it, and, it, and it went away again. And I was back to feeling lost. And um, so eventually I go back and I say, hey, listen, this is this is what happened. It really worked. I was so excited. My superpower turned into a superpower <laughs> and I achieved so much and then it stopped working. She goes, OK, OK, well, then let's increase it. So she said the next one up's 40 mils and the one up from that is six, uh, 50 mils. OK, and when you, this is what you'll experience, experience <laughs> this is what you'll also experience when you, if you haven't done medication and you decide to go down the path, this is what they do. They sit there and if you've got a really, really good person to speak to, they'll sit there and they'll go through the symptoms and what you want to feel and how you want to feel and so on. But she says to me, she goes, listen, she says, well, that's quite normal. You know, of course, it's going to be a bit better the first time you take it. Um, and, you know, it's not going to stay like that no matter what. You've got to just get used to it not being quite so good. And I'm like, no, 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 I've touched God. I'm not getting used to it not being so good. Right? I want that feeling again. So she goes, well, there's 40 mils or 50 mils, I suggest we go to 40 mils. Now, you will probably be sitting there going the same as I did. No, 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 50. We're going straight to 50. I'll stuff the 40 and waiting. I want to go straight to 50. And she goes, well, warning, it might be too much. Nah. <laughs> 
so I did the 50 and it did the, it went the opposite way, right? So I've got home, I'm like, yeah, because I was thinking, well, 50, because I've been taking the 230s. I didn't tell her that, of course, naughty Kerry. So I was essentially thinking I was taking a 60 mil Vivance because I was taking the 230, but I don't think, like I said, it works like that. <laughs> so I went to the 50. Well, I took the 50 mil and yes, for the first couple of hours, I'm like focused, I'm into it. And then I was looking and I, you know, jiggle and move and that, but my leg was going like this. And, and then I was getting dry mouth. And I was like, oh man, drinking water. Next minute, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. Now, <laughs> and I haven't eaten. And that's when the headache hit me like really hard. Okay. It, was so, so good that I went on essentially a high, got hyper-focused on completely the wrong thing. The thing that I was meant to be doing, I didn't do. I sat and wrote my daughter's speech for school because I'm a great speech writer. Didn't do my business stuff. She said, hey, mum, I'm doing the speech on XYZ. I'm like, bring it here. And I spent all that time focusing on building out her speech. So it helps you get focused, but not necessarily on the right thing is what I discovered. I'm like, oh, okay. So we've still got to put things in place. We've still got to write out lists. We've still got to go into them. So um, we got to the night time on this first night of the 50 mils and I'm awake and I can't sleep. And I'm like, brain's going a million miles an hour. I try and sleep, try and sleep, try and sleep. All right. So Got through day one, I'm like, oh, that's probably a bit strong. Wow, oh, I'll persevere. I'm sure it will, will drop down. And, and I know some of you who've done medication are probably laughing right now and experiencing the same thing. If you haven't, are you honestly, this is this is pretty much unless you get it the first time, these are the things that can happen. Okay. So days go on and it's really not coming down. But by now I'm tired because I haven't slept and I'm always on and, um, and I was losing weight, which, you know, good thing. I was like, this is great, but it's not sustainable. And in fact, it can be really downright dangerous, especially if you're doing the lack of sleep and stuff like that. So I sort of got into sort of a week down the track and I'm like, all right, okay, well, I know what I'll do because now I'm jittery and shakes and yes, I'm getting stuff done, but it's just too much. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll go and I'll get some NeuroCalm, um, which is a, a, a tablet you can get from the, uh, from the, naturopath to calm me down so when so a few hours into I'd take one of those and that's okay and then I bought all these sleep aid things I got a melatonin um, although in Australia you have to be over 60 I think for it to be prescribed um, I had some that I got from the states a few years ago so I was taking melatonin I was taking sleep ease and I was taking neurocalm sleep for at night <laughs> all the natural supplements and during the day just to tapered down, I was taking just normal Neurocalm. And these sorts of things can actually help throughout the day, sort of, you know, the adrenals and so on, the, the Neurocalm type of or uh, supplement can, can work really, really well. So there I go, All right, I'm doing that. And finally, I've gone to my doctor for another, uh, um, you know, two weeks in of taking this 50 mil Vivance and I'm, <laughs> and, um, and I've done some research as well. Now, this is a word of warning. Sometimes the stimulants mean that you're not hungry nor thirsty. You just don't focus on it. You forget all about it. And I know even with ADHD, when we're on, we actually don't really think about food a lot when, and, and we don't focus on drinking water and we don't look after our, our self-help. That is normal with ADHD. And unless we're bored and then we're in the fridge all the time and you might go in there every five minutes wondering why it hasn't changed and that chocolate bar hasn't miraculously turned up inside your fridge. <laughs> Um, but on stimulants, it's even worse. So I found out that you're meant to eat and drink. 
on them, even if you don't want to. But I was finding it really difficult because there was no thing in my head that wanted to eat. So what I was having to do is get sort of um, nice, uh, like, you know, I, I got coconut yogurt and I'd just scoop coconut yogurt throughout the day, break a banana in it and so on. Stuff that was not necessarily that I had to chew, that was soft that I could eat because I also had dry mouth and just drinking so much water. So that helped a little bit. And then I finally went to my doctor with an, uh, another, another, another reason and was telling him about this. And he goes, well, Kerry, until you can go back and see her, and obviously, clearly, you need to go on a 40 mil, right? Why don't you take it apart and empty some out? That's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> so then I started taking some out, emptying it out, putting it putting it back in, right? And that helped until I got the 40 mil. So move on. We're now, you know, four months down the track of trial and error on on, on my medication. Um, and I'm still not 100% there. The fact is, is that yes, they can help. And other things that can help is diet, exercise. Um, there's some natural supplements out there as 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 well. And I'll put a list of some of the natural uh, supplements in the, in the show notes that, that you can take. Um, but it's everyone's on a different journey and some days as with anything you're better and some days you're you're not as good one of the things that I researched recently as well and this is a slight segue and I can talk about this in another stage uh, in a bit more detail if you're interested in hearing more about um, let's just say uh, the it's the the psychedelic side of things so microdosing on medical mushrooms for instance, it's, it's a thing, illegal in some countries, but some countries identify that that's great for ADHDs. Then, I'm, you know, let me know uh, in the comments and that whether you want me to go into more detail about that, because I did do a lot of research on um, microdosing mushrooms and iBotanic acid, which is part of the mushroom that is, what I've heard, amazing for ADHDs. But um, that is another subject for another day. I have been trialling microdosing um, and so far my experience and very very little experience and uh, please this is just me opinion uh, and and personal experience don't go down this path unless you've done your own research and whatever else and remember in some countries it's it is illegal but I have found it's actually really good but again that's a story for another day and some um, medical professionals out might say out there no don't do that that's dangerous so I hope my story and my journey through um, ADHD medication, should you medicate or not medicate, um, has been uh, insightful for you. I hope it helps you whether you are on medication right now and you're feeling like I'm, I was feeling like, what, am I the only person that doesn't understand this? Uh, am I the only person that I feel like sometimes I'm a, a, a you know, a, 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 a test dummy and no one's got the complete answers out there, well, you're not alone. And it is actually a long journey, but it's a journey that you don't have to do alone. If you do want any um, any you know uh, business advice to help you build a take your superpower to success, your ADHD superpower to success, make sure you do reach out. Um, I've been there, done that, and and built uh, several multi million dollar businesses. Uh, the link is below to my website. Make sure that you reach out to me, and I'm happy to help all my beautiful ADHD fempreneurs. So if you liked this episode, you found found it really, really interesting, make sure that you give it a five-star rating, either you, whether it be on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcast, and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well and follow me on socials. And, uh, and I look forward to helping you, like I said, take your ADHD superpower to success.